welcome to Hate Read Podcast. I'm Anna. And I'm Em. And every fortnight here on Hate Read, one of us challenges the other to read a book that we think the other will hate. This fortnight, I challenged Anna to read Nothing More, the Landon series, book one by Anna Todd. So first things first, Anna, did you finish the book? Yeah, like a few hours ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This was an interesting one. Was it? Yeah, not so much was the story interesting, but the fact that like I felt like I was reading fan fiction yes. the whole time, even though 100%. it was supposed to be a standalone novel. I was like, no, this is totally definitely just a One Direction fan fiction. Well, it was fan fiction of a fan fiction of real people, which is, I mean, like it's her spinoff of her main series, but it read like it was a fan fiction of that series. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Because, yeah, it was just so weird because I guess this was a character that was featured in, well, not featured, but he was in the main trilogy of books. Oh, there's five of them. Um, Oh, the main five book trilogy. Pentology, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. Douglas Adams got to call his a trilogy. (laughs) Yeah, but I think that was somewhat tongue-in-cheek. I don't think that's the... Uh... <laughs> no, it's the industry standard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, wow, there were five books in the original series? There were series five of this? books, and then, like, I think there was more books that were, like... There There was a lot of self-cannibalizing of this series from what I found. Let me, let me wow. pull it up real quick. But, yeah, based... There's After, After We Collided, After We Fell... After Ever Happy, which is a confusing fucking title, and then Before. Mm-hmm. So those are the five. So I think it's the four books are the like main series, and then Before is another spin-offy book where it's different perspectives from other characters or something like that. Oh my god! And then she's okay. written this series, which is nothing more and nothing less. And then just today, I got a notification that her most recent book, The Spring Girls, was published, which is a reimagining of little women oh yeah so that's i don't know how i feel about that that's a thing (laughs) great hmm well (laughs) (laughs) yeah this this book definitely had the feeling of like let's take the much more uninteresting side character and put him in a story of his own that no one asked for i think (laughs) also from what i have because again i have not read the after series i can't really speak to it that much but from what i have read it is very um not only 50 shades of gray in its origin but also 50 shades of gray in its tendency for the main male character to be a complete dickhead so Mm. i think that that's kind of why landon is such a dud (laughs) because she's like trying such such a the opposite yeah he's she's trying really really hard to not make him into a misogynistic douchebag which i think was kind of the complaints from her first series so i can i can appreciate that (laughs) i don't know if it worked out so well but i can appreciate her intentions he yeah he went totally on the other side of the spectrum like the white knight um sjw as much as i hate to throw that loaded phrase out there he was very overbearing yeah he even had a moment where he said something like oh, I guess that's why nice guys finish last. And I was like, come on, man. Don't don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) But 
put your fedora away. Is that still a relevant thing to say, or is that too dated now? No, they're trilbies. They're trilbies, not fedoras. <laughs> oh, my bad. I apologize. Yeah. Whew. Whoa, dodge that bullet. <laughs> dodge that hate mail. <laughs> Honestly, I would welcome the hate mail at this point, because that would be the only mail we would <laughs> We would be Please getting. interact with us. <laughs> oh, I have a I have a sad fact. Um, I kind of relates to that. Uh, I know we haven't really started talking about this book. We'll we'll kind of get to it in a second. Um, there's nothing this, about this book we need. There's to talk really about. nothing in this book, you guys. <laughs> but okay, so because this book was based on a fan fiction, this uh, inspired me to go back and look at my old fan fiction account, which after many yes. many attempts to remember the password, I finally got into. And I was, I was never a a big fan fiction author. Like I never got big. My stories had like a few followers and that was it. You were Cassandra Clare, huh? Yeah, I was not Cassandra Clare. I was not um, Anna Todd or any of the other 18 million fanfic writers that are getting published nowadays. Um, (laughs) But I had one story that was a novel length Harry Potter story. So it was like over 40,000 words. And Mm -hmm. um, it was my version of the seventh book before the seventh book came out. And that story Mm -hmm. got uh, four times the hits on it last month than this podcast did. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, 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 wait. (laughs) When did you last update this story? Uh, (laughs) I think it was uh, well before the turn of the last decade. I was gonna say it had to have been like two thousand and six or seven because the second yeah, it Harry was, Potter book came out. It was out pre Harry Potter seven, yeah. So I think it was like two thousand and six. Oh fuck my life! <laughs> <laughs> so this is going really well, you guys. Our Thanks two listeners, listening. who are definitely people that we know in real life. Yep, and we love and cherish you, and you'll definitely yes. be on our Christmas card list next year. <laughs> All right, so after that uh, sad glimpse into our current uh, popularity, <laughs> Anna, what uh, would you like to give us your synopsis of this book? Yeah, are you ready for it? Here it comes. Prepare I'm so yourself. ready. I'm so are ready. sitting down? Yeah, I'm sitting. Okay. I'm braced. All right. A young man lives in New York City and is confused by women. <laughs> That's it. That's the book. <laughs> Yeah, essentially. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So so I guess to get a little bit more specific. No, that was it. That was the entire thing. Yeah. Let me throw throw two sentences at you. Landon Gibson is a college student in New York City. He had a girlfriend who broke up with him, and now he's also interested in another girl. (laughs) What will he do? What will he do? And we really don't find out because the book ends on such a cliffhanger, which really pissed me off because I just wanted this book to end with him ending up with one girl or the other. I didn't care who. I just like if if he could end up with one of them, I could go about the rest of my life never having to know anything more about this series. But he doesn't end up with either girl. And so I was I've been like scarring the Internet trying to find which girl he hangs out or ends up with, which is Dakota, the girl who he was dating since high school and they broke up her freshman year of and college. And she wants to be a dancer. She's a ballerina. <laughs> <laughs> or Nora, the 25-year-old pastry chef 
who was for some reason interested in a sophomore in college. Which, <laughs> mm, <laughs> I mean, like I know further down the line, that's not a huge five years is not an insurmountable age difference, but young college male woman with a career <laughs> it's just like that's a huge difference at that time in their lives as we were told multiple times by landon it's not like he's a teenager i mean like oh god literally he's so many 21. times he kept being like i remember when i was a teen and this 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 i'm like you were a teen yesterday <laughs> you need to calm down that was, that was like nine months ago <laughs> right. for you, landon. what are you talking about like please stop <laughs> acting like you are so mature you are 20 stop <laughs> Oh, when I was a teen, I used to think this too. I used to fight with my parents. You, you are barely out of that. You can't, that's, no, stop that. Stop, stop it. (laughs) And so this book really suffers from fan fiction syndrome in which it is only interesting if there is a couple that you're rooting for to get together at the end, because you're very familiar with them from whatever fandom you belong to. Right. And that's why I'm confused by this whole, like, that's why I'm confused by this whole series in general, because it's One mm-hmm. Direction, which already I think real person fan fiction is weird and creepy. Sorry if that offends anyone, but I just don't like yeah, it. Yeah, it's a little intrusive. Um, if it's your cup of tea, whatever, that's you do you, I guess. But I find that weird. But also, I don't understand why people would be so into this book which is one direction fan fiction with a self insert character from or maybe just a a original character i don't know but it's not like shipping people in the fandom you know which from what i've seen the big ships in the one direction fandom are obviously the boys with each other in various permutations which again seems Mm -hmm. a little intrusive but at least that would kind of make sense to me as something to get big where it's where you know the characters versus mm-hmm. this, where it's a bunch of char- these characters based on the One Direction boys and then random girls that this author has invented but have no history in the fandom, you know? So I just, I right, don't get right. it. Yeah, and, and to, also they've taken away the one thing that, like, makes One Direction a thing, which is their musical talent. Well, it's and the, the fact the that they're three things in a famous say. band. Yeah, like there's three things that make One Direction like a thing, which is they do music, which they don't in this book. They all mm-hmm. hang out together, which, you know, they maybe not really so much in real life, but that's what they were portraying, that they were all besties, uh, which again, they mm-hmm. don't. In this book, there's only two of the characters based on the One Direction boys. I assume there are others in the other series. And then um, mm-hmm. that they're British, which... I guess Harden is British, but who is the Harry Styles character? Uh, but our main character, Landon, is from Michigan, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saginaw, Michigan or yeah. something. Michigan, Sorry if I mispronounced that. Michigan and then Washington uh, and then New York. And also, this mm-hmm. is another problem that this book super, super suffered from, was that this character's life journey has taken him to three very different regions of the country but the mm-hmm. same five people apparently keep showing up in those three regions. Yes. What was that? What a strange coincidence. Right. Like Nora, <laughs> who's his new love interest, is someone that he knew from Washington, uh, where he lived with his mom and his stepfather. But 
then mm-hmm. she moved to New York around the same time he moved to New York, but completely unrelated to his move to New York. So it's just like, mm-hmm. it's very confusing and I don't understand why. And then I think Tessa, the girl who is the Harry Styles love interest in the main series, has some guy show up who mm-hmm. she met in some other city. In, and he's, in Washington. In Washington, yeah. And he shows up yeah. in New York at the same restaurant that she works for. And maybe that's explained in the book. Maybe he's actually a stalker. I don't know. I didn't look into that. But maybe. it's just that there's got to be more than five characters in this universe. This is ridiculous. They're not allowed to meet new people because Landon is very like stuck in his ways and he only ever goes to work. He doesn't go. He doesn't even go to class from what I remember. Well, he, I don't know. He does, but it's, going to class one. It's brushed over, which I am thankful for because mm. Every single thing in this book is over-described where you're just sitting there for three pages talking about how he's getting his stuff together to go to work. And I'm like, this is so unnecessary. Why do we Mm -hmm. need to know about this? Ugh, it was so terrible. Uh. What color Gatorade are you going to buy, Oh, my God. Please tell us. Is it going to be red or blue? (laughs) And, like, the Gatorade thing... He stopped at one place to get Gatorade, but they were out of the Gatorade that he wanted. So he stopped at it. I'm like, why would you? That adds nothing. Just have them have the Gatorade that he wants. She had to reach her word count for the chapter or else her followers wouldn't be happy. Like she's trying to create conflict, but that conflict is he can't find the Gatorade. So it's not a real conflict. Yeah. No, it's very dumb. (laughs) Oh, man. So I guess like the main, speaking of conflict, the main conflict of this book comes in because Dakota, Landon's ex-girlfriend, had they've been broken up for six months and all of a sudden she decides to contact him again and tell him that she misses him and loves him and wants to get back together. Um, but also the new girl that Landon is possibly interested in is one of her roommates. Because of course she is because there's only five people in this universe. Exactly. Which like it would have just made better sense if like if this it could it could it didn't even have to be someone that came from Washington with them. It could have been like any other girl in the universe that Dakota decided to room with. Any any other girl in this super busy, super crowded, bustling metropolis that is New York City, which he keeps pointing out throughout this book, and yet there are five <laughs> characters. Yeah. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. So like the I think the story follows two weeks of Landon's life. I want to say with a majority of the book, like 60% of the book happening within t- two days, yeah. there is like some very soft core sex scenes, I would say. <laughs> and they were pretty mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> I think this book is, this book is tagged as new adult, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So I was kind of expecting there to be more raunchiness. I was a little disappointed on the raunchy scale of things because every time anything sexual was going to happen something embarrassing occurred with the main character yeah uh i just felt really bad for him (laughs) well i liked i really enjoyed the part where he was about to hook up with his ex-girlfriend and he's Mm -hmm. like oh she said that we're too plain and too boring i'll show her i've watched so much porn and it's like Landon. Oh no. my god! No, Landon. No, <laughs> and then know. see, and the thing is, if that had paid out, if he started doing some sort of porn shit, and she was like, "Uh, what are you doing? That's not how sex works in real life. I'm not gonna be wet instantly. What are you doing?" That would have been like really funny, and I would have been into it. But instead, it's just he can't get his dick up. Yeah. Which. Yeah, which like 
Well, it was. And she, and she freaks out and climbs out the bathroom window because of that. Oh, my. Yeah. And then just ghosts him for the rest of the book. Yes. And it's like, what I that? wonder which girl he should end up with. Yeah. Definitely the flighty one that knows too much about his past. <laughs> um, But, like, it was such a weird thing because he didn't have any performance issues up until the moment where they were going to do P and V and then all of a sudden just like limp immediately. Which <laughs> Right, right. I was like, because before that, it's described as him being, and I'm so sorry to any uh, listeners who I might be related to who have to hear me talk about this, but uh, <laughs> he, he describes- Hi, guys! <laughs> he describes himself as being so hard that it's painful. And then like two seconds later, limp dick. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> which I I don't know. You should probably get that looked at. I guess. <laughs> That's a lot but of no, it's because occurring. <laughs> it's because he and Dakota's love just isn't pure anymore, or something. I don't know. I think yeah, that's what we're supposed really to take away from that. He's really stressed out about the fact that she slept with two other people. Or oh something. yeah, Ugh, that mm. was gross. Yeah, and and along with like the porn comment where he talks about watching too much porn this whole book is in this weird point of view where it is i think is it first person present yeah but he's talking to the reader yeah so like it's just but only weird, only intermittently intimate. only occasionally he's yeah like, oh you guys i just couldn't get my dick up <laughs> yeah or like in that section he was like well there i go mentioning porn two times in right. the same thought like and and also like he mentions that Dakota had previously broken up with him when they were kids because she caught him with a Playboy magazine. Yes, one which time. and then he's like, "Oh, you teens have it so easy these days with your phones." And uh, again, I'm like, "You were a teen five days ago, so calm <laughs> you, down." You are the same age as the people that have it easy with right, their cell phones. Right. Don't and talk porn. to me. Like, <laughs> don't talk to me about growing up without a cell phone, you child. Oh my god. So. Yeah. What else bothered me about this book? Well, we should probably talk a little <laughs> bit about um, just because we've kind of talked about Dakota, uh, the ex-girlfriend. Mm. I guess we should probably give Nora a little screw, uh, a little audio time here, a little sound wave time. Yes. How do you say that? It wouldn't be screen time. It wouldn't be page time. Air time. Yeah, that's what it is. I guess we should give <laughs> Nora a little air time here. <laughs> I liked Nora for the most part. She was the least boring of the characters to me. Well, she was also 25, so not a child. <laughs> it's so condescending. That helped immensely. I'm not, I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to be like rude to 20-year-olds. It's just that there is a difference between being in college and trying to figure yourself, yourself out and being in your career. And There's a car alarm going on outside right now, and it's really pissing Good. me off. Good. Because I know whose car it is without even having to look. And it's the same person. And he lets, he's sitting in his, the front seat of his car and he lets his car alarm go off for like 10 minutes, even though he's sitting in the front seat of his car. I don't understand how it goes off or why. He just pisses me off. <laughs> so mad about it. Anyway. So I hope you can't hear it, but. Oh, I'm, oh well, I can. can. I can. Great. I can. I couldn't Great. until I stopped talking and now it's all I hear. Well, listeners, this is my life. This happens about once a day. Should we should we wait hmm. for it to cease or should we just keep going? It might be a while, to be honest. It might be like right. 10 minutes. We'll just keep talking then. We'll just keep talking. And again, I apologize for my stupid neighbor. Great, great. Uh, yeah, so Nora, she's a character. 
<laughs> Nora, yeah, okay. So Nora is a 25-year-old pastry chef, not a baker. And she she's friends with Tessa because they work at the same restaurant. Which And Tessa is also Landon's roommate. Sorry. <laughs> Tessa and uh, Nora both have great examples. And there's this throughout the book of Anna Todd giving the character a characteristic or a trait or something and clearly not or like a thing they're interested in a hobby and not knowing near enough about that because it was so glaring to me on both of them because first tessa who is a waitress a waitress in training at one point they're walking Mm -hmm. home and she's giving money to homeless people and landon says something along the lines of tessa gave away half of her tips on the way home and i'm like there is no way a waitress would give away half of her tips because that is her entire paycheck what are you talking about no and then number (laughs) two and then with nora she uh like the first couple times she's talked about landon makes reference to her beautiful fingernails and they're like the beautiful fingernail polish and whatever she's Mm -hmm. a pastry chef she's not she is not wearing fit like long nails with fingernail polish that is a hundred percent not happening that's insane and if she is that's really gross right right girl get your life together <laughs> oh thank god the like, car alarm's done oh good okay, oh, sorry good. go ahead <laughs> I was worried. um but like landon does this too because landon this is the other thing like most of her characters aren't really characters they're just a series of quirks um mm-hmm. so landon says he likes sports and nerdy things like that's his personality so Ugh. harry potter gets referenced about eight million times uh, in this book thank you for bringing this up painful. this drove me insane and it gets referenced get it. incorrectly. We've, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like when, okay. The biggest thing that made me mad was he wished that Hermione would appear to turn yes! Draco into yes, a ferret. Yes. Yes. Hermione yes. wasn't the one that turned Draco into Hermione a ferret. Hermione did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair Moody, get your facts straight. Now, yeah, if he actually, just said, technically, Barty Crouch Jr., get your facts straight. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. My bad. My bad. <laughs> but, but if he had said something like, he wished Hermione showed up to turn what's his face, the Draco character, who's not anything like Alice. Draco, but that's fine. No, Aiden. Um, I think Aiden. Aiden. Yeah. Um, yeah. He wished that Hermione had shown up to turn Aiden into a frog or anything that didn't actually happen in the mm-hmm. book slash movies. Like that mm-hmm. would have been fine. I would have been like, oh, he's just saying he wishes he had magic powers. That's what he's saying. But he specifically says yeah. a ferret, which is a very. Oh, hi, Michael. Michael just. Hi. Gross. He's Gross. ignoring you. <laughs> Gross. Your sister saw that. Yeah, but she's recording. Yeah, so am I. We're both recording. You interrupted us. She said hello. Hi, no, we're leaving this in the podcast. It's not getting edited out. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> anyway, yeah, if we're yeah, point being incorrect, uh, Reference to Harry Potter. Very rude. Very rude. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And if you're going to like spout off all of these like references to a fandom just to try and like, you know, appease those fans, do it correctly. I will say, I think that this was a holdover from its One Direction roots because when I looked mm-hmm. up Liam, who this is the character that Landon oh, or this is the, ask you. like Liam is yeah Liam is the one that Landon's based on and I looked him up on okay. Wikipedia and one of the things on his Wikipedia is that he's apparently a big Harry Potter fan so I think that was her yeah, attempting right. to be true to the character if he thinks Hermione was the one that turned Draco into a ferret <laughs> he's not the fan that we are <laughs> <laughs> 
as you can probably tell from us being huge nerds right now, we are both Harry Potter fans, but I would not, I don't think that I reference Harry Potter as much as Landon does. And that is saying something. I, yeah. He references Harry Potter like every other chapter. It's way too much. It's like, we get it. You yes. like Harry Potter. It's This is why you excessive. can't make friends, Landon. Yeah. <laughs> And the other thing, too, that was like, he loves Harry Potter, right? But then he doesn't even know the name of the um, demon fighting boys that Tessa and and Nora are always watching. Like, it's supernatural, you idiot. You know that. No, no, it's not. Because it's freeform. It's It's on freeform. So it's Shadowhunters. Oh. Oh, shit. It's Shadowhunters. It is 100% Shadowhunters. That's even worse. (laughs) Uh, yeah they're watching shadow hunters they're God. listening to halsey there was a lot of like that sort of reference where it was a reference but they didn't say directly what it was so that if you were a fan of that thing you could be like eh, eh, i get it and it was so annoying <laughs> um yeah way to way to date this book extremely. oh that's it well he did say in there but... that oh it's 2016 so i guess oh yeah well, there you go ruined it forever <laughs> yep terrible um can't, can't read this in a decade <laughs> Revisit I, my favorite, nothing more by Anna Todd in a decade. Such a great book. <laughs> I will say. <laughs> um, oh my god! So I we talked. I mentioned via text that I had found a uh, less than legal copy of the second book online, and I read the last few chapters so i do know how this oh. all plays out and it gets insane okay well okay so let's preface this real quick then with like a brief synopsis of the way this book ended yeah. so um landon is wishy-washy between the two girls the whole book and then at the end of the book he has this like dakota's like i still love you and he's like okay let's have sex and then he tries but can't get his dick up and then she sneaks out the window and then Nora shows up and they have a very steamy kiss that doesn't really evolve into anything because Nora's like, oh, I got a phone call. I have to go. And then they agree to maybe just be friends and the book ends. Yeah. But she will never lie to him and he won't ask for too much. That was their agreement. Yeah. Or won't ask her to change or try to protect her or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she wants to take care of herself, which good for you, girl. Yeah, except, except the real reason (laughs) that Nora is so unwilling to get into a relationship is because (laughs) it's a total Mr. Rochester situation and she already has a husband. Oh my god, are you serious? <gasps> and he was in some type of accident that has left him in a state, which I didn't get to in the part of the book that I read, in a state where he oh. needs constant care and uh, oh cannot god. like talk or function. Oh my so god. So she's got a Bertha in the attic. So, <laughs> so wait, wait. She spends this entire book... Basically, she asks, well, I don't think it's really a date, but I mean, she kind of like leads Landon on a little bit, invites him to go out with her and her friends, gets jealous of him oh, spending no. time with, no, with Dakota No, because here's the bit. thing with that, with that whole scene, that gets explained in the mm-hmm. last second of this book. So the scene where oh they, they're out and they're at the bar, right? And mm-hmm. Dakota's there and then Nora acts weird about it, right? 
It's not because mm-hmm. of Dakota. It's because the bartender is who she like acknowledged and was weird about mm-hmm. that. And Landon was all jealous and thought they were into each other. The bartender mm-hmm. is friends with her husband's best friend. So he reported on the whole situation to the husband's oh, best friend. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So, so when she says that I'm no good for you, yeah, what she, she really means, means I'm, I'm unavailable. Yeah, that's what she means. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, wow. Um, so so then, he ends up with Dakota then, or does he no, leave her in the dust? No, Dakota. I hope he ends Dakota, up with Rosie. Dakota ends up with Adrian, but kind of, sort of, like it's not serious. Adrian, Aiden, then, or Adrian? Aiden. Sorry, Aiden. Sorry. It, okay. Okay. Draco Malfoy boy. Draco Malfoy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Dakota Dakota ends up with him somewhat. And then she and Landon meet back up to like talk it out. And she's like, you should call Nora. So he goes to Nora's husband's house where he is being cared for. And Nora is now living mm-hmm. there. Again, I didn't read the first part of this book. I only read the last like four chapters. Okay. So she he shows up the house. Nora's there. They talk. He's like, you could have told me this, this, this. She's like, okay, cool. And then at time, it flashes forward to like a year and a half later and they're getting married and she's gotten a divorce from the other guy, but she's kept all power of attorney over him. What? Yeah. What? (laughs) And there's something about like his family, his family's trying to get his land. (gasps) Well, I don't know what that means. But there's some sort of... I kind of, of want to read this now. I know, right? It sounds so much better than this one. Yeah, really? How come she put all the action into the second I book? don't know. But then uh, there's another flash forward to a few years later, and they have kids together, and everything's happy. So they got a happy ending. Don't. Nora and Landon, A+. plus. Okay, so... She has a husband. So, okay, so is the bag of clothes that she... She shows up at their house one night with, like... Mm-hmm. tears in a bag of clothes is that because her yeah. husband kicked her out no because her husband he found about the bar her husband cannot talk or move her husband is a like oh. completely he's he was in an accident and he can't do anything oh that's why her yeah so okay and so when dakota and nora are it's, roommates is the third roommate her husband no because <laughs> it's dakota nora and those other two chicks and nora like I think what I, happened from from, from my this, this first one went brain. so far to trick us about this marriage. I'm just really upset. So okay, so so they were married and they were having trouble in mm-hmm. their marriage and they got married young. They were having trouble in their marriage and mm-hmm. then they were thinking about divorce and then he got in an accident and was paralyzed oh. or something. I again they didn't give complete medical diagnosis in the section that i read i assume it was earlier in the book but her husband is to Mm -hmm. the point where he is no longer himself and cannot take care of himself uh so she is like his attorney and she lives separately from him because she feels that it's her job to take care of him because they made that commitment or whatever even though they were thinking about getting a divorce but she doesn't love him anymore obviously because she was already thinking about getting divorced but then there's drama with his family wants to get power of attorney over him so they can like steal his land so but okay but if you're caring for someone who is a paraplegic and cannot communicate don't you think it's best to live with that person 
Well, she they have a a live-in nurse who takes care of him. Oh, well then. Because he's Why rich. He's rich. I don't know if guy. I mentioned that. He's very, oh, he's very rich, rich. And she has a lot of money because of it. Yeah, so. And she's got power of attorney over him while she's married to the hot new thing. Yes. I just. Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> I would have much rather read that story than the one that we ended up reading. <laughs> we should have just gone to the second book. It's essentially Jane Eyre, Mr. Rochester, crazy wife in the attic, except instead of crazy, it's, you know, so I yeah. have read that story. I read that. I'm good. I don't need to read it again. <laughs> but don't you want to read like a really clumsy version <laughs> of it where it's not quite the same because gender roles are reversed? <laughs> yeah, so that's well, pretty that's much fascinating. two books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's not really, I mean, I wish there was more that we could talk about with this book in particular, but the whole time I was reading it, I because what I normally do as I read these books is I type out the summary as it happens, but like I wasn't writing anything for 50 or more pages. And yeah, because nothing happens. It's just his daily ruminations on his life <laughs> and his memories and the things that have happened to him and Dakota and Tessa, his roommate, who was Harry Styles' ex-girlfriend. And he's Harry Styles' stepbrother. Yeah, and he's Harry Styles' stepbrother. That's cool, I guess. I don't know. It was, again, maybe I would have liked it if I was in the One Direction fandom, except I don't think Mm -hmm. I would like it even then because, again, I went and looked, you know, I was trying to find info about the series as a whole, and a lot of the One Mm -hmm. Direction fandom does not seem fond of this book. Really? Or the the series, rather. Yeah, well, specifically Ah. the series, the after series, because... Harry is a huge misogynist in that one. And they're like, no, he's a precious cinnamon roll. How dare you? Which I I don't know him, so could go either way. Can't comment on his cinnamon (laughs) rollness. Right. (laughs) And I just kept thinking, like, would I like this if it was a a ship that I had supported back in my fan fiction days? Like, would I? Well, I don't want to say what my ships are on this podcast officially because that's embarrassing. But no, you first. (laughs) do it (laughs) well i will say that um as i said earlier i went back to look for my fan fiction uh stuff and the password Mm -hmm. to that uh was a it was it alluded to two of my favorite ships of the time which were harry Ginny, which i still stand by uh and (laughs) you give me a very judgy look there because you know i don't stand by harry Ginny. i know (laughs) please don't send me a harry Ginny fan it's fine (laughs) Harry Jenny for life. I just really hate all Um, the ladies. I'm sorry. Phoebe and Cole from the TV show. Oh my god, that's a throwback. (laughs) That was my other like big ship, which I was so salty about because they didn't end up together. Oh my god, (laughs) I forgot Charmed existed. (laughs) So your turn. No. (laughs) Well, my silver lining for this book was uh, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, no. no. I, um, <laughs> thanks to, uh, okay, all right, let's throw it out in the open here. Thanks to Cassandra Clare, I am a huge Draco Ginny shipper, unashamed, fire and ice. Uh, I, sorry, I can't help it. I know it's wrong and dirty, but. <sighs> if this book had been Draco Ginny instead of uh, Liam Payne and random self-insert character, would you have been into it? Well, n- no, it'd be really OOCM. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I think if the um, Hardin Tessa was 
Draco Ginny, that might make a little bit more sense from the little bit I read of it. I yeah, yeah. I'm trying this, to think which read one of my more ships like this would a be most like. sweet, sweet Neville and Luna kind of thing, <laughs> except like Nora's not right. really spacey yeah, like, enough to be Luna. Yeah, no. I don't know. Uh kind of Ron, but not really, because he's too nice to be Ron. Yeah, uh, he's not he wasn't near, not- nearly funny enough to be Ron Weasley. And Nora wasn't smart enough to be Hermione, so that wouldn't work. Uh, no, gosh, no. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Dakota could definitely have been Lavender Brown, though. Yes, 100%. <laughs> Sneaking out the fucking fire escape. <laughs> <laughs> so extra. Bitch, bitches be crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it, it, it just, yeah, like I said, the whole thing just kind of read as like, this is going to be my that good slow burn fic that you've all been yeah. waiting for. And I did I like, know. I liked the, um, as a fan fiction, I liked the, oh, every time they get in the kitchen, something sexual happens thing that was going on with mm-hmm. him and Nora. Like, that's a very yeah. cute fan y sort of thing. Uh, but it mm-hmm. doesn't really work in a book, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. In a book where we don't really know enough about any of the characters to be invested in any of them. And maybe it would have been right. different and if we had read. They don't know, no, because they don't know enough about each other, because... Oh, Landon true. doesn't know shit about Nora. Landon specifically says mm-hmm. multiple times, I don't know anything about Nora, but I'm just really into her for some reason. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. maybe can- we should have a book about how they get to know each other. But no, we have this instead. That's unfortunate. Nope. Insta love. Yep. The best. The best of tropes. All right. So you were trying to say earlier about uh, silver linings before I forced oh, you to talk about that was That was a very sarcastic silver linings. <laughs> Um, what was my silver lining to this book? Um, gosh, that's a, I didn't even think of that today because I was so just like bored with the whole thing. I think mine was, um, I do think that Landon and Nora, well, Landon more, I did find him believable Mm -hmm. as a character. Like I didn't think he was, you know, I would, I was like, yeah, this is a 20 year old dude. This is a hundred percent 20 year old dude. And especially some of the stuff he says where he's like, oh, you know, everything is so unfair and the world is where he starts waxing on about, you know, Oh, the world's unfair. And this, I'm like, yeah, okay. This is a 20 year old who just took a, some college class that talked about income inequality. And now he's suddenly woke. Like that's, yeah. Which that's a, that's a very real thing. And everybody goes through that stage. Some people people go through it. I moved from a small town to New York city kind of. Right. And some people go through it earlier than others. And I don't think that 20 is, because this was kind of a thing with um some of the other earlier books we've read, uh, like mm-hmm. specifically I'm thinking of the Chris Harrison one, where all of the characters behave like children and it's very annoying because they're adults. These guys kind of behave childishly, but it's fine because they're young. So it's they're believable and <laughs> yeah, believable and excusable. It's not annoying. Like I did, yeah. I wasn't annoyed by their behavior. I was just like, yeah, this is. This is 20-somethings. This is how they act sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And he, it, him being very confused about, like, what do I even wear on a date? Right. Or, like, why is how my do dick I interact at a bar? Why is my dick not hard? <laughs> These are all normal questions normal we ask questions ourselves on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, I guess my silver lining is a little bit less exciting than that. I don't know. I guess I just really appreciated the fact that in this book, it was a bunch of people that lived in New York City 
um, and had jobs and actually went to their jobs. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> and a lot of and books they... are just like, I work really hard, but not for this book. <laughs> yeah. And they weren't all white, which I mean, like they weren't, you know, which oh, yeah. is nice for a New York City book, because I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of times it's like it's New York City. Not everyone's going to be white, but yet everyone in this book Very is true. white. And I think both the girls were uh, people of color, right? yeah yeah i think um and i mean dakota is the way they were just and a mixed race of some sort yeah and i think and nora is just described as my favorite adjective exotic looking yeah yeah so not a great (laughs) not a great (laughs) description of her being a person of color (laughs) but i do think she is supposed to be read as a person of color Mm -hmm. because they also talk a lot about how she has very tan skin with no tan lines and dark hair and you know so i'm like and a body made okay. for a tattoo, whatever that means. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Someone, yeah, please tweet at us and explain what does that mean. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, did you have any characters that you related to? Um, I think what's his face, the Draco Malfoy character was probably <laughs> was probably <laughs> was my be mine. <laughs> oh no. First of all, as Anna has mentioned before on this podcast, she is a Slytherin, and I have not mentioned before, but I identify as a Slytherin as well. So obviously, we're I both would big nasty bitches, the... is what we mean to say. <laughs> so obviously, we would identify with the guy who's a Slytherin, but also, he didn't really do anything very Slytherin-y besides be competent at his job and annoyed when other people were not. That was pretty much his only. He kept going on like, oh, this guy's so evil. And I'm like, is he or is he just better at his job than you? Hashtag Aiden did nothing wrong. (laughs) Which I think is becoming a running theme with some of these books we've been reading. (laughs) Yeah, we're sympathizing with the wrong people, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Draco, best barista. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. They work at a coffee shop, by the way. Yeah. Um, And I guess Posey, the other, the girl who also worked at the coffee shop, she was okay too mm. and honestly again i didn't hate yeah. most of the characters besides dakota she was annoying but everybody else i was like they're yeah. fine they're inoffensive they're just not someone i relate to plain vanilla boring kind of yeah personality yeah mm-hmm. or lack thereof i guess yeah but they have but yeah perks. i was also i was also very into aiden's just doing his job <laughs> just doing his job and getting made fun of by yep everybody else i'm like you guys are so rude to aiden weren't you just complaining about how you were bullied all the time as a kid because you were so chubby maybe you should be nicer to this poor boy yeah yeah whose only fault is that he has blonde hair like draco malfoy yeah that's a weird thing to base your hate on but okay yeah i mean plenty of people are blonde that's fine whatever (laughs) um his father will hear about this Harry Potter would be a book that I would rather be reading this week, but uh, did you have any other ones? Oh, I've got a shit. couple. <laughs> you all, did you forget again? <laughs> I did. I forget all of our segments. I'm so sorry. <laughs> all right. Well, well I'll, I'll do mine while you scan your bookshelf. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, had, I had two kind of that I thought of that kind of related to this that I would rather be reading. First mm. of all, We've talked about how this is a uh, book based on a fanfic, and that's kind of becoming a growing genre. I don't know if it really counts as a genre, but there are Mm -hmm. more and more books that are based on fanfics. And I don't think that fanfiction books, like, I don't have a problem with fanfiction in general, and I don't think that it's hard to decide what exactly is fanfiction because 
to me, fan fiction is anything that is based or derivative, directly derived from an existing work. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that includes like a lot of stuff like Neil Gaiman's American Gods is kind of fan fiction of Norse mythology, Uh, stuff like Mercedes Lackey does a lot of stuff that's based off of fairy tales and things like that. Um, So Mm -hmm. one of those type of books that I was thinking of this week was Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller, which I've read, I read a few years ago. Um, And it's really good, but it's the, it's a retelling of the story of Achilles from his best friend, uh, Patrick's point of view and there's a lot of gay stuff in it and it's great and it won a lot of prizes mm. back when it was published so that was the first one I thought of and oh, then I think I have that book yeah it's really good maybe. recommend okay I will I will bump it up the list and then another reread that this book kind of put me in mind of was uh a lot of Meg Cabot's newer stuff um I mm-hmm. have always been a big fan of Meg Cabot I've read essentially everything she's written um and she was one of like the first teen books i read as a kid um but a lot of her newer stuff has been essentially fan fiction of her older stuff where she is revisiting a series 10 years later and is like oh hey here's what the characters are doing now and it is really really fanficy but it is super fun and yeah so i'm like it's not perfect it, it's not just oh this is fan fiction and so it's stupid because there's a lot of things that i would classify and i mean obviously meg cabot stuff isn't actually fan fiction because she is not a fan she is the original author but it's that same mm-hmm. sort of vibe of like hmm, i wonder what they're doing now sort of thing so i mean like yeah i don't think that even publishing fan fiction isn't bad necessarily i just don't understand why this is the one to get popular yeah yeah it is an interesting choice i guess maybe they just latched on to the um one direction excitement i mean it was really big on wattpad (laughs) yeah that's true um well mine that i thought of um way ahead of time and not just right now was (laughs) um (laughs) i was thinking we talked a lot about like quirky characters and this kind of romance vibe my favorite author for that style of novel personally is sophie kinsella um oh yeah i think she's most most well known for the shopaholic series which i've read one or two of those not my favorite of her works but um she has a lot of other i like her standalone books um more so like 20s girl remember me um oh i've got your number that one's good undomestic goddess but basically it's just kind of these female protagonists that get into a weird situation that you would never think would happen and then find romance out of it so yeah like this like 20s girl is about how the ghost of her grandmother is like coming and who was a flapper is coming and giving her granddaughter advice (laughs) on her love life and stuff which sounds really stupid but it's such a light happy fun fluffy read that she's totally sophie kinsella is totally my guilty pleasure like when i'm feeling down and just want to read a book that makes me feel happy and energized to read more i always turn to her so yeah, good and, book. like, I feel like this book could be that for someone. Um, so, again, mm-hmm. maybe this is a book that if you're looking for a fluffy read... Well, judging by the second book, it gets a, li- a lot more drama and stuff, but not mm-hmm. as much as I think the original After series. Um, anyway, but, yeah, I mean, this could be a book that you might want to check out if you are looking for something fluffy. It just, to me, the pacing was really off and the characters were not interesting enough to warrant the amount of interiority that we had from them pretty much but yeah if you're looking for this kind of like in-depth plodding along sort of 
<laughs> narrative. It could be for you. Check it out. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um. Okay, so unless you have anything else, I think that's all I've got on this book. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else, to be honest. I, cool. I uh, That was, yeah, that's it. Revealed a lot of embarrassing fan fiction knowledge about myself on this podcast, but that's all right. <laughs> that's fine. So do you have a challenge ready for the next fortnight? Yes, this this I actually do have ready. I'm trying to decide between two books um, because I, the one I had was also so going you, to so be... you don't have it ready. Well, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the one I had also is like a new adult romance. Oh, but, and I uh, yanked it away. You yanked it away from me. So I was quickly looking up this other... But we just did a mystery too. This is the hard part is finding a book that's like different enough from everything else we've read recently i think this one's i think i found one though and i'll just sit on the other ones for a couple more episodes <laughs> okay so this book is called frozen by melissa de la cruz and is the first book in the Heart oh my god Grand i know series. what this book is oh no <laughs> well <laughs> go ahead i hope you're not interested in reading it because i mean maybe <laughs> Maybe. It is. It's a young adult science fiction dystopian novel, which I'm really shooting myself in the foot here because I am so over dystopian novels. Right. I right feel now. like you're just punishing yourself right now. I am, but I'm hoping because it's a young adult book, it'll read really quickly and maybe I can find an audiobook of it so I don't have to pay as close of attention since you'll be the one doing the synopsis next week. <laughs> Let me read you this. Uh... <laughs> I picked it for a very specific reason. <laughs> so let me go ahead and read the uh, synopsis for you. Mm -hmm. Welcome to New Vegas, a city once covered in bling, rude. now blanketed rude. <laughs> So rude. <laughs> I know. I'm playing dirty. I'm bringing your, bringing your workplace into it. <laughs> That's rude. Like much of the destroyed planet, the place knows only one temperature, freezing. But some things never change. The diamond in the ice desert is still a 24-hour hedonistic playground, and nothing keeps the crowds away from the casino floors, never mind the rumors about sinister sorcery and its shadows. At the heart of this city is Natasha Kestel, a young blackjack dealer looking for a way out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was more similar than I thought. Like many, she's heard of a mythical land simply called the Blue. They say it's a paradise where the sun still shines and the waters are turquoise. More importantly, it's a place where Nat won't be persecuted, even if her darkest secret comes to light. But passage to the blue is treacherous, if not impossible, and her only shot is to bet on a ragtag crew of mercenaries led by a cocky runner named Ryan Wesson to take her there. I bet they fall in love. Danger and deceit <laughs> await on every corner, even as Nat and Wes find themselves inexorably drawn to each other. But can true love survive the lies? Fiery hearts collide in this fantastic tale of the evil men do and the awesome power within us all. <laughs> well, I so know this book. I hadn't read the synopsis of this, but I knew this was a book because I have uh, read some of De La Cruz's other stuff. Uh, oh, that's good to know because I was, I was totally school. looking at her Blue Bloods series too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Blue Bloods, that was the one. Because um, I started reading that, and once it got to the part where the 
twin siblings have to bond with each other, which mm. involves sex, I believe. I was like, nope, I'm out. Awesome. <laughs> so I'm hoping that this, and maybe, maybe I am incorrect about that, because again, it has been very, very long since I read that series. But uh, yeah, hopefully mm-hmm. this series has just as much creepy incest. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, my voice did something weird there. I can't wait. Um, it's also co-written by a male author, Michael Johnston, who I'm not familiar with, but I'm really holding out hope that means there is alternating points of view. Oh, excellent. Excellent. So ticking a lot of boxes for me personally. For sure. <laughs> but I just hope you suffer as much as I do, I guess. Yeah, you're really stabbing yourself here more than me. Shooting yourself in the foot. Sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised oh, she also by wrote, adult um, novels that sound absolutely dreadful. She also wrote the standalone a novel that was based off of the Hamilton musical, sort of. So she she also oh. she it, the Alex and Eliza book. Um, yeah, what is that yeah, called? So she, Alex and Eliza. Oh, sorry, I thought you were saying that's what the book was about. <laughs> no, it's it's called Alex. It's and just Eliza. called Alex and Eliza. All yeah. right, good, good. Um, which actually, I don't know if that's out yet, but yeah, that's a. Uh, there have been a few that are that are uh, Alexander Hamilton, Eliza Schuyler. Uh, novels that have popped up since Hamilton became popular, which whatever. But, you know, totally <laughs> not related to the musical whatsoever. Definitely not at all related. No copyright infringement intended. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that should be should be an interesting read. I look forward to it. Um, yeah, yeah. It's the typical three books long young adult series, so. Yay. It's got a 3.59 on Goodreads, so you know it's good. <laughs> That's pretty much it from us this fortnight. Thanks as always to Ben Cope for providing our intro and outro music. You guys can check out a link to his YouTube in the show notes below. Uh, You guys can follow us on Twitter at GoodreadsCast. No. Um, You can also... Nope. Did I do it wrong? Oh, yeah. You said GoodreadsCast instead of (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Whoops. (laughs) Let's take another run at that. You guys can. (laughs) You can follow us on at Goodreads. That's totally us. No one else. We're in charge of Goodreads. (laughs) Yes. Hello. I'm Miss Goodreads. Welcome to my website. I I believe it's actually more of a a, um uh early America's. What was that? Oh shit! That was gonna be a funny joke, and I. Good job, Em. <laughs> goody reads. Goody reads. That goody was reads. the joke. <laughs> well, and you know, it's oh. a little known fact, and I've just stopped correcting people because I'm so tired of it, but it's actually good reds. <laughs> so I just, just want everyone to know goody red. from here on out, goodyred.com. <laughs> uh, yeah, so follow us on Twitter at HateReadCast. Follow us there. God, yeah, just hey at hate readcast. That's us. <laughs> uh, you can also email us hatereadcast at gmail dot com. So if you know how a body can be made for a tattoo, please email us uh, there or tweet at us. But also, if you've got any fanfic recommendations, I'll take them. <laughs> and you know, we will happily read your entire email on the air at the end of our podcast to fill this empty <laughs> void we now have here. <laughs> right. please uh, interact with us please 
<laughs> In the words of Anna Todd, wet lips and those eyes, she's lethal. She knows it. I know it. Obama knows it. <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Fuck this book. <laughs> oh man. Oh my god, I didn't realize it had to, I just went to the beginning of the book. I didn't realize it came with a playlist. Oh my god, I didn't either. Gonna be my soundtrack also for this recording.